Welcome to this episode of CTU Speaks, CTU Cares. Homie, I was taught by a Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher, Chicago teacher. I learned to read and write from a Chicago teacher, so I'm inspired by the fight from my Chicago teachers. I'm your co-host, Jim Staros, and I'm joined with... Andrea Parker. All righty, Miss Parker, how you doing today? I'm doing great. We have like less than a week of the school year remaining, so how can I not be great? Summertime is approaching. It is. All right. Well, let's not bore our listeners with talking about the weather. That sounds like I'm having a conversation with my dad on the phone. We don't need that anymore. Right? Okay. <laughs> well, well, in, well, entertain listeners, Jill. G- give us something to entertain the listeners with. Well, you know, I think we should entertain them with what our guest, Tara Stamps, is going to be talking about today about mentoring new teachers and the CTU Cares program. Yes. And uh, specifically mentoring new teachers of color. Correct. Um, this was an initiative through the CARES Act where we at CTU have um, initiated or have are spearheading or taking charge of pairing experienced teachers of color with new teachers of color because our demographics have about 84% of our CPS population students are students of color, but the teacher demographics does not mirror that. And so we want to be able to retain our teachers of color because research shows that uh, students can relate more and grow more from teachers that they feel they can relate to. Sometimes race does matter. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think it's really important that, you know, CPS has all these random different uh, mentoring programs. Mm-hmm. And through the years, there's been no consistency with these. I don't know mm-hmm. how you were mentored when you came in, Dr. Parker, but I know when I came in, I was in one of these transition years where there really wasn't much of one. And I got lucky. So it's a shout out to uh, my initial mentor, Muhammad Abdullah, back in the day. He's passed on, but he was a great influence on me and helped me stay a teacher way back when I first started. You know, this is an attempt to try to get there to be a consistent training program here in CPS through CTU to make sure that we have teachers that we need to be able to stay in the buildings that'll be best for our communities and best for our students to be able to retain those in the buildings, because that's been the big problem is retaining these teachers over the period of years. There's a lot of teacher burnout because there are high expectations for teachers and rightly so. However, our new teachers, a lot of them are not like prepared for all the, the workload and the responsibility that comes their way, not just with the instructional piece, but with the social emotional learning piece, with the parent reach out piece, collaboration. There's a lot to being a teacher. I think people look at the teaching profession very lightly, but that's heavy responsibility. That's why there's a lot of turnover because there is not a lot of mentoring. I came in at the very tail end of the new teacher mentoring and I had a mentor a new teacher mentor that came in. And I think a year later, they shut that whole entity down. After that, principal just asked teachers out of the kindness of their hearts if they could mentor new teachers. And that can become a strain for experienced teachers because they're not getting the resource. They're not getting the time uh, or support they need to assist new teachers as well. So I like that we do have this CARES Act. I hate that it had to come so late (laughs) and the coronavirus had to happen. For this initiative to happen, because again, what makes this program stand out is that they have a virtual instructional coach, they have a building mentor, and not only do they deal with the instructional academic day-to-day piece of teachers, but they also help support teachers and their self-care because we need that, because being a teacher can be very stressful. And I hope that new teachers 
accept this opportunity. And I hope that veteran teachers um, accept the opportunity as well, because again, we need to retain new teachers. We need them committed to our students because our students need consistency. So many teachers leave and I hear a lot of my students, everybody always leaving, people are always leaving. That's just the norm of many CPS students, especially on the South and West sides. A lot of teachers leave because they're burnt out and our students suffer. They do. So let's get to our guest and hear what she has to say. So we have in the virtual building, Tara Stamps, who is the Administrative Director of New Teacher Development. Welcome, Tara, to CTU Speaks. Thank you for having me at CTU Speaks. I'm very proud of this podcast, guys, so don't stop. There's so much good stuff happening um, in our space that we have to amplify the voices of all of this good stuff that's occurring. So you got me want to sing, don't stop till you get enough. Keep on. With the force, don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on. All right. Let me stop with the legends because, you know, it's one legend's birthday today. We're recording on um, June 16th. Today is Tupac's birthday. He would have been 49 today. I'd like to point out it's my birthday, too, today. Oh, Jim, stop it. Yep. Happy birthday, Jim. Thanks. Happy birthday, Jim. How, how, did, how did I not know that? I don't know. I, I know about your birthday, Miss Parker. I don't know. Yeah, because I'm vocal about it. That's why. You, you are vocal. That's true. <laughs> it's like Ms. a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the matter at hand. Our awesome special guest, Tara Stamps. So, Tara, we know that under the CARES Act, which stands for the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, uh, funding was given to the Illinois State Board of Education for experienced teachers of color to mentor new teachers of color. Um, That program has came to the Chicago Public Schools, and we know CTU has spearheaded this program. So I want to talk about why do we need this program? And we call it the We Care Teachers of Coloring Mentoring Program. Mm -hmm. So why did we feel that there was a need for this type of program? Well, let me first say this. Um, When the Illinois State Board of Education got the CARES Act money, they said, okay, we're going to put this money in mentoring. So throughout the state of Illinois, um, the contractual partner was IEA, and then IEA subcontracted with IFT and CTU. That's a lot of acronyms. Because you want to say what those mean for our listeners who are not educators? Yes, the Illinois Education Association is IEA. IFT is the Illinois Federation of Teachers. And then, of course, Um, the Chicago Teachers Union. The Chicago Teachers Union comes up under IFT as the regional union organization. And then the AFT is our national organization. So that's us. Um, And so their program really just called to partner with districts to, like you said, have veteran classroom teachers support early career teachers, teachers in their first and second year of teaching. Now, when Chicago Teachers Union got into the mix, we kind of crafted a different mission within that same space. Yes, we wanted veteran teachers to support early career teachers, but we wanted to particularly focus on teachers of color. And the reason we wanted to focus on teachers of color is because the Chicago public school system, the student body is still 84% students of color. Yet um, many of the teachers standing in front of them are from a different ethnic experience. And we know due to school closings and reach and all other kind of gotcha mechanisms that have been implemented 
in schools, black teachers seem to be the ones that's getting caught most often in those grips where um, they are leaving the classroom. And so that's one part of it. The other part of it is that we are not, CPS is not hiring early career teachers of color at the same rate as the teachers are leaving or retiring or being fired or left. And so there's been this widening gap between teachers of color represented in classrooms across this city and really across this country. Maintaining is a huge part of recruitment. So you got recruitment and retention, but a big part of that is maintaining what you get. So once you get um, teachers of color in the building, how are you keeping them? What is in place to support them either with pedagogy and or their own social emotional learning? And I think sometimes we use these acronyms. There's another acronym, SEL. So we <laughs> use these acronyms, right? But people forget that teachers need social emotional learning too, that teachers need to practice radical self-care as well. One of the things that I really love about this program is that you get both of those. So you get a virtual instructional coach, which is in place to help you primarily with pedagogy, with understanding curriculum and assessment, formative, and, you know, everything, the nuts and bolts of just teaching, you know, how to maintain your grade book, how to establish relationships with your parents, how to conduct a really effective parent conference, and that kind of thing. Whereas the building mentor is a person in your building, a teacher in your building, who is assigned to you to basically just help you with the culture and climate and community in which that building sits. So it's that shoulder to cry on. It's that person to say, well, okay, I ran out of copy and paper. Can you, where do I get some more <laughs> copy and paper from? Or you're sitting in the teacher's lounge, you know, in a puddle, and it's that person to kind of talk you off the lid. So what I love about it is that they had the presence of mind to understand that good support is more than just Someone who comes along and tells me, oh, this is how you put something in your grade book. Uh, but it's also the person that says, hey, you know, you get $250 reimbursed to you for these supplies that you spent. Let me show you how to get your money back. Um, it's also that person that says, hey, you know what? I, I We've had a really, really tough week. If you need a moment to kind of like just come downstairs or come wherever and like unpack what this week was like. I'm available. You know, it was that, that ear. New teachers, early career teachers get so many mixed messages. And so they're very vulnerable and they don't oftentimes know who to turn to. And depending on the culture of your building, it can be isolated. Having that built in support, I think, was was really important um, for this program. And I don't think other programs provide that. They provide the coaching, but not necessarily the mentoring. I think one of the things you said is really important that, you know, one of the reasons we need a program like this specifically for teachers of color is because through student-based budgeting and other things, they've been targeting the neighborhood schools, destroying and gutting those neighborhood schools, then not supporting teachers of color that are coming into the buildings, despite the fact that a majority, a vast majority of our students come from the very neighborhoods that have been stripped of resources. And this is an attempt to try to put that back within the community. And one of the things you said before we got online, I found kind of interesting is this is actually strangely collaborative between CPS and CPU. Yes. That doesn't happen a lot. 
It doesn't happen a lot, but when it we under I think we we at CTU understand that we're all members of the same family, and like any family, there's going to be discord. I mean that happens. If we are able to say we're going to put the family first and not our individual issues, then it could save us all a lot of acrimony and chaos when we say we are really going to put the family first and we're not and I'm very I'm being very specific about saying that because in educational spaces we want to say we want to put the children first well we do do that but you can't have schools without teachers and so I'm always the person that's going to say no I'm advocating as much as I'm advocating for students I'm advocating for teachers to be treated fairly as well and I'm unapologetic about that and so that's why I say when we put the family first, we can have some real successes. So I'm very happy to say that this is a partnership and the person at the helm of this partnership in the CPS space is Dr. Maurice Swinney. And he's been amazing. He's been very supportive and wants to figure out how we can continue this work beyond the CARES Act and now the recovery money because it's critical, necessary work. Mentoring programs, we know mentoring helps. I mean, mentoring is no different than you having a an internship or, or when doctors go and do their residency. It's the same. You're getting the support you need while you're practicing your craft. And so you need veteran people to help navigate you through those spaces so that you can be successful at the end of that. And then if done correctly, you're paying it forward to the next. I've been a teacher for 25 years. Whether it was through another job assignment or retirement, I as a teacher was going to have to pass this baton to someone else to continue this work because we understand that this is protracted struggle. It's not going to be done with one mayor or in one lifetime or in one signing of one document because there are so many extenuating circumstances that impact what happens in schools. And because of who we are at CTU, we take them all on because we understand that all of those things impact the child that's sitting in front of us. So it's hard for us to talk about education and not talk about housing insecurity, not talk about the fight for 15, not talk about police brutality, and not talk about all of these other things that we know impact the learning that's happening or not happening when that child takes a seat in our classroom. Right. About how many new teachers did we support this year? About 30. It was a small, but guess what? The program got started quite late um, in the school year. Uh, we didn't even we didn't even start interviewing until ooh, January. And then finally we started matching people up February, March. Well, you know, you're looking at March, you're practically looking at the end of the school year. So we didn't really get a really good handle on anything until like the last quarter of the school year. Um, I would be so vexed by that, except that the rest of the state had the same problem and they got started earlier. It was a slow process and more laborious than I think people realized um, when we took it on. It was a lot of hand-holding. It was a lot of catching up. It was a lot of checking back with. It was a whole lot of, come on, finish this, and dragging people across the line. It was kind of meticulous going through the list and matching people up, and that was a little labor-intensive. This year, I don't even know what the fractal, the whole, like, you know, it's going to be three times that amount. I don't even even think that's appropriate. I think it's like, The state is expecting for the Chicago Teachers Union to secure 300 
new teachers. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. 150 virtual instructional coaches and a hundred building mentors. Wow. The expectation is that each instructional coach will have minimally three mentees and um, two of the primary partners in this space is the Teach Forward platform. So on that platform is housed the three uh, professional development modules that virtual instructional coaches, building mentors, and now new teachers must complete. Uh, that's compensated. Um, it's a $300 compensation for that professional development experience that was designed by Charlotte Danielson. What's awesome this year um, is that the Chicago Teachers Union will be working a lot with Quest. And so we're going to be uploading a lot of our own in-house resources to the platform to really customize this platform so that this mentoring is seen through the lens of the Chicago Teachers Union. The other thing that makes this program really special is that it's born out of union shops. So it's union saying we want to protect and support our members. I'm now preparing other resources that talks about unionism and the fight of education. And, and there'll be modules and there'll be resources on the platform that talks about the history of our activism and our unionism as CTU. There'll be information about anti-racist classrooms seen through the lens of the Chicago Teachers Union. Um, culture and climate through the lens of the Chicago Teachers Union, and how do we create safety and uh, safe environments, and how do we engage families? Yes, through the lens of the Chicago Teachers Union. I'm taking a lot of liberties to really customize what our members are learning so that they understand that um, we also have practitioners that have a richer, deeper, better, more comprehensive understanding of what that looks like as a Chicago public school teacher and a Chicago teacher union member. Uh, I'm making sure that the, everybody has access to that information. I think the vote of confidence that this is a worthwhile program is that we were funded again for this coming year. We were able to um, advocate for new teachers of new teachers to get a stipend. So they didn't last year. This year, teachers will get a stipend for completing the program. Um, they will also be able to get professional development hours for completing the modules. And there's been a slight uh, monetary increase in the compensation for virtual instructional coaches and building mentors. If I wanted to be a mentor or a mentee, how do I get to be part of this program? So in the cut for the Chicago Teachers Union, it'll be a big layout that says, you know, join this amazing new program. We did it. It's coming back. We need you uh, for teachers to apply. Um, I've been combing the list from last year and bringing potential virtual instructional coaches on, interviewing them and getting them acclimated because we have to have so many. And then for new teachers, it's actually quite targeted. It's not, um, it won't appear in the cut like that, but uh, this is where the partnership with CPS comes in because we've explained to them who we're looking for for this program. Because as we pointed out, there are, CPS has several different kinds of mentoring programs. So what we asked was we need early career teachers of color who were, were not tied to any other program. And so uh, they furnished us a very robust list that we're going to start with. And then we're going to go from there. Um, recommend, you know, your colleagues, if you got some other teacher friends who you think would be great for this opportunity, you know, there's a space on the application to 
add their name and their email address or their contact information, and then uh, we'll get in touch with them as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's coming. It's also a part of our celebrations of accomplishments this year. I think that like we at CTU are always embroiled in one fight or another because we're just a very passionate lot. But what we don't always do is take a step back to reflect and to celebrate what we've won. Mm -hmm. And I think because everybody always sees us in go mode that they don't realize we're winning either. <laughs> it's a good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> Uh, you know, so we're going to be taking a moment um, to celebrate during a pandemic. There were some clear wins that we won even at the state level and locally. Um, this program is one of those successes. The fact that we're able to support new teachers coming and specifically new teachers of color that are Chicago public school teachers. It used to be that you went to school, community schools, you saw black teachers everywhere. You know, you I mean, <laughs> The, the population of students haven't changed. And in many cases, the communities haven't changed, not all of them. You know, some communities have experienced widespread gentrification, but not all of those communities have. But there is a distinguishable difference between the teaching body and the student body. And we know that children do better when they feel connected to the people that's instructing them. They feel like there's some commonalities there. And we want to make sure that we're doing all that we can to support teachers once they are hired by Chicago Public Schools. What's something you could say in terms of the minimal minimal requirements for those teachers who may be interested, they haven't seen the cut yet. Uh, what are some minimal requirements in order to be a building mentor or a virtual coach? You have to have been teaching in um, for five years. And that's kind of it. You fill out the application. <laughs> okay. You know, nice. It's not as though, you know, complete the application, submit a resume and references with your application. Um, one of the things that I did not mention that's a huge addition to the program statewide is clinicians. So this year we're adding clinicians to the mix. So early career um, to clinicians of color for our camp, but statewide will have an opportunity to have a coach. That doesn't matter like, you know, the discipline from the nurse, psychology, all of those specials uh, that fall under clinical services will are now a part of this program and we'll be able to get mentoring. So there's gonna be a huge push to get veteran clinicians to coach um, early career clinicians. So is the funding for this program gonna be permanent? Or is this something that's a temporary thing because of the coronavirus funding? Or how are we going to maintain this going forward? Do you have any ideas yet? Well, what I will say is it's permanent for this year. It's been, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year by year thing. But, you know, Dr. Swinney and I were talking early on about what we need to put in place so that there is more permanence in these programs. One of the problems with mentoring programs is that they come and go and then you have these years where there's nothing. So there's an absence in the continuum of care. And we want to uh, make sure that we're, you know, we're plugging a hole in that. So in his new position, I think he'll really advocate. We didn't know, but it was a really good feeling. It was very hopeful that it would be approved for this year because of just the late start and the monies. And, and, you know, then we knew that the state got more money for education. So then we knew that monies were available. But after this year, you know, we're going to have to really think about and plan 
and apply for other grants and other uh, revenue sources that can support this kind of work. One of the positives that came out of it, and many of the new teachers uh, were very satisfied uh, with the coaching, very positive. You know, uh, one one story, a woman was in special ed and she said she had she could she kept going to the office and the case manager trying to make a case for this kid because the um, IEP was wrong. And she knew it was wrong, but she said, I kept going back. And then I went to my coaching. She said, she told me like a sentence, tell them this, this, and this. She said, it was like magic. Everything changed. All of these people who have been telling me, no, no, no. All of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, this is what we need to do. And that's the benefit of someone who knows where the bones are buried, right? And they know where the minefields are and they know the language and they, they're experts in their craft. That coach was able to get that new teacher through that potential minefield, you know, because she just was simply trying to advocate for a student and make sure that they got all of the services that they were due. Wow. And on that note, if you are an experienced teacher, please look at the Cut magazine, um, check your emails and apply to be a virtual instructional coach or a building mentor, because we not only need to um, get new teachers, but we need to maintain them. We need to make them happy because happy teachers make a happy classroom, which makes a happy district and successful students. So consider being a virtual instructional coach and working with Tara. I'm sure you're going to learn something. Not only are you going to learn how to be a great coach, but you're going to be union strong. You're going to learn how to be a better advocate in your building. So I'm just so glad that um, we at CTU have this power to be able to coach and mentor, not just teachers with the instructional piece, but with their social emotional uh, peace because we all need that. We need self-care every day. All right. So thank you, Tara, for being with us today, who is, again, the administrative director. You are so welcome. Thank you both. And again, Jim, happy birthday. We, um, yes. Happy yes. Birthday. And it's beautiful outside. It um, is. Please make sure that you guys take care of yourself. This is not easy work. Um, so make sure you take care of yourselves and the people that you love. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Tara. Tara. And we'll and we'll talk soon. Maybe we'll have you next um year on the show with, with a new teacher as well as a mentor. That'll be fun. That would be so dope. That would I welcome it. That'd be awesome. That would be Let's dope. do it. All right. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Bye bye, y'all. So that was our awesome interview with the Administrative Director of Teacher Development, Tara Stamps. And you know what? I got to give a shout out to CPS. We don't normally compliment CPS. I think we've been on this show like 4,000 episodes. I think this is our 43,000 episode. Okay. And I don't think we've ever said good job, CPS. So just to be nice. Good job, CPS, partnering with us on this for mentoring new teachers of color. It's a very important issue. Good job being on the right side. Maybe you'll enjoy this and maybe we could be on the same side for some other things too. That'd be neat. I hope so. I hope so I too. I hope this is like the first of many collaborations and partnership because we don't want a divisive, polarizing no. relationship. We want a, we want an understanding, loving relationship. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. I'm, I'm not super hopeful, but I, it would be nice. So, if you want to continue listening to CTU Speaks, you can. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, especially compliments for us or criticisms for Jim, you can reach wow. us at CTU Speaks 
at ctulocal1.org. And Jim, do we have a phone number two? We do. If you want to criticize Ms. Parker and talk about her, you can call us at 312-467-8888. And you can tell her all about herself and how she shouldn't be talking mean about me on the air. Ooh, I think that's it. So thank you all so much for listening. Until we meet again, we are CTU Speaks, where we only speak what matters. Take care. Bye.